Welcome to Rediscovering the Bible. We are humbled and honored to be here with you. The purpose of this show is to channel the authority of Scripture by presenting the Bible to modern people from its origins. The Bible was not written to us, but it was written for us. We can and should act on what we receive from studying it. All right, we're back. So today we're going to try to finish up 1 Peter. That's right. Chapter 4 and maybe 5. That's right. Uh, it's, uh, you know, when you try to, sometimes the Bible is, is uh, so good that you can break down verse by verse, almost word by word. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it's, it's, it's good enough that we can just kind of summarize, right, what, uh, what, what a, a, a passage would be and, and what uh, the book is about. And I think we've been, we have been in the book of Peter for a while. Uh, and uh, I wish we could be more consistent sometimes. But life, ministry, it's hectic, especially towards the end of the year where you got to plan uh, the calendars for next year. You got to figure out budgets. You got to figure out ministries. Uh, yeah. yeah. I wonder, you know, sometimes I wonder uh, that some of this stuff, the the apostles and the first uh, century believers didn't have to deal with none of this stuff. But then yeah. again, but then again, Peter gives us a, uh, a clear picture of what they were dealing with, right? And and, and that was persecution. Uh, and and I, and at times I feel like uh, that is not a place where we have gotten there as much as we, as much as we here, especially in the United States, as much as we try to say that we are persecuted, um, we're not really persecuted the way they were, right? And so it, it was a suffering that they were going together as the believers. Uh, and and I think Peter does a, a good job not to only encourage them uh, through that process of, of suffering, but also uh, he uh, teaches them on 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 how a believer should behave when we are suffering. Yeah. So how would you categorize uh, what we experience? Just kind of annoyance, irritation, <laughs> as opposed to suffering. Yes. Um, so, all right. So uh, I was reading that um, the the suffering that they were they, they were doing right was persecution, uh, and it ranged from harassment, verbal abuse. Uh, they were taken to court, false witnesses, uh, and then uh, to the extreme, they will beat them, exile them, or execute them. Up to this point, the most the most we get is ridicule, and and a lot of times. If you are logical, uh, the ridicule that we get sometimes is justified because we are not humble at times as believers, right? Mm-hmm. And so the ridicule that that, that that we get is is because uh, lack of wisdom, uh, pride. Um, if if God's people will be uh, work on those on those little things, right? I think the ridicule will be less. But but regardless of that, um, persecution is coming. I believe. You know, we're living in the ends of times, and uh, and we have a, a, a blueprint in the scriptures, a, a history of persecution to God's people, and 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 it is coming, but it's not compared what we're going through to what uh, the believers in in the Book of Peter were going through. I mean, these guys were being executed, exiled, and there are parts in the world 
that it, it that that's still happening to 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 believers of Jesus. Yeah. And so I, I like what Peter does here in chapter four, right? He he um, he compares our suffering with the suffering of Christ, right? Especially in 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 verse one, where, where he says that since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, right? Uh, and so he kind of puts it uh, uh, in perspective there for us, right? It's, it's, it's an encouragement to know that our Lord understands suffering because he himself suffered. Mm. And so we're not, we're not alone in our suffering, um, but, but we have someone that can, uh, that knows and is with us in the midst of that suffering. And so he experienced physical pain and suffering. He also experienced the uh, hatred of his own people, right? And yes. people making fun of him or condemning him and his mom because they thought he was a, an illegitimate child and so on. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, and <laughs> I mean, from, from up, the claims that he made, um, the things that he did, right um and, and 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 it was that conviction that took him to the cross and the suffering i think most of the suffering that the peter is referring to is that um that road to the cross right the uh when he was being beaten uh and and, and if we can take an example of that he was silent he never retaliated he never he you know, his suffering was uh, an intentional thing that he knew he had to go through. And through through the whole process, he remained humble. And so do you think uh, that same intentionality exists in the suffering of the saints now? Because they, I mean, he says that suffering separates us from sin. So it's kind of a deliberate thing that the church has to go through. Yeah, and it, I think the, the reference to to deliver from sin is is that we suffer because we're not counted with those who sin, right? And because because we don't partake in that sinfulness, uh, that is a deliverance for 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 our sin, the suffering. I don't know if that makes any sense. I mean, I know in my head it makes sense, right? But but uh, because we because you don't partake on sin, you're being persecuted. And so you are delivered because you don't partake in it. And could it be also that you have, you, you kind of don't have time to sin because you got bigger things to worry about? Yeah, but it, in in the same sense, right? You could have sit there and deny your faith, hmm. um, and the suffering will stop. In, in 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 you know, if you go and if you think about it, but I. I these people, even though they have their issues, as, as, as we all do, as believers, and, and we see that, you know, the exhortations of the apostles uh, to them as uh, individual churches, they were faithful believers. They, they, they stayed in, in the faith, right? And, and uh, I mean, let's be honest, we are a byproduct of their faithfulness. Yeah, that's and so they, they, they withstood they withstood that um, that persecution. Uh, as as a result, you and I uh, are saved because 
God allowed them to start something uh, by the Great Commission and by their faithfulness amongst the persecution to spread the good news. And, and their behavior, I think their behavior as, uh, as believers while being persecuted was a testimony within itself, right? Yeah. And so so I, I, a lot of times when, and especially here in the Western, in, in the Western world, here, here in the United States, we have rights. Uh, we want to fight for our rights, right? Um, and, and, and we want to, want to be able to go on the offense. Uh, and, and that's not persecution, right? I know Paul, uh, speaking to the Corinthians, he makes a case that, that, that he, um, that he has forsaken his rights for the, uh, for the love of, of the, of the weaker brethren, right. Or, or the immature believers. And then he was referring this to the, uh, to the meat, uh, uh, to the idols, uh, the, the people were in division in, in that church, right? Uh, so Paul gives a big exposition about he himself has uh, forsaken the right. He says, I'm going to give you a perfect example of that. He says, you should be paying, you should be, you know, offering to the to the ministers, to minister to you. He said, but I have forsaken that, and, and I do that for you. That is a right that I should have, but I, do, I have forsaken it. I do it for you. And so a lot of times that persecution to us, it's not persecution unless when, when our rights have been stripped away, mm. right? And, and I, I think this, this, these believers were treated with, in a sense, not with the full rights of, uh, that they deserve. They were, their, their rights were stripped away. They were an oddity. They were different. Um, and they were not treated the same. Yeah. And Paul, right, he gave up his right as a Roman citizen. I mean, that's the end of Acts, right, where he yeah, he had the chance to not suffer, um, oh. but he appealed to Caesar, and that begins a whole chain of events. But it's a similar kind of mentality, you know, that they welcome the suffering in a sense to, because of what Peter said here that, you know, it's sort of a rite of passage, I guess. Maybe that's too trite. But. Yeah. And in, 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 in a sense, when you do that, when you go through this suffering uh, in, in unity, you become stewards of the faith. It is, it is one way to maintain the faith, right? It is one way to, uh, uh, to, to, to be stewards of God's grace. And, and I think Peter makes it, makes it clear, right, uh, in, in, in verse 6. Uh, he says, uh, for this is why the gospel was preached even to those who are dead, that through judge in the flesh, the way people are, they might live in the spirit the way God does. And then the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly and since love covers a multitude of sins, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. So the, the, the idea is that, so, so Paul puts it clear, right? First, he says, the encouragement is that you don't suffer alone. Christ suffered already. He understands you. But now more than ever, you ought to unite yourself with other fellow believers that are going through the same suffering that you are. Now more than ever, you, you can't afford uh, divisions, right? And, and you got to be united because... Uh, we're all going through this suffering. And isn't that a condemnation of 
the American church, because how many divisions do we have? You know, 10,000 yeah. denominations because we don't yeah. suffer. We're just fat and happy. <laughs> and, and, and not only that, a lot of times the persecution comes from that, from a different denomination or a different, um, you, you know, I, 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 get, I get the sense of defending the truth, right? I get it. At the same time, there's a big difference between defending the truth and thinking that everybody's a heretic except for you. And yeah. and and yeah, and so the I think wisdom comes with it as believers. Um and and not allowing pride to dictate uh our emotions. A lot of times I think the more we know, the more we understand the scripture, the 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 higher we feel than other brothers and sisters. Yeah. And we start nitpicking uh, every single thing and and, and and let's be honest uh, you and i were believe were immature believers at one point uh, at times i feel like i still am right i mean this process of of learning but there was a lot of times that i did not understand what i was reading there was a lot of times that i did not uh comprehend i needed somebody else to tell me i needed somebody else to correct me but i did not need somebody to beat me down because I did not know any better. Mm, and there's yeah. a there's a difference. Uh and so it's sadly to say that that yeah a lot of times we we view Christianity through the lens. Uh we view our faith through the lens of our denominations and not through the lens of scripture. And we if, if we're not careful we tend to elevate a denomination more than the scripture itself that that's a pretty common problem i mean obviously we have ten thousand denominations which actually i don't think is a an exaggeration but yeah it's, you, i think about like creationism or free will um or even just salvation itself and there's people who are as you describe that that believe if you don't agree with them that you're not a true believer yes and that's partly because they they're just i mean they have the time on their hands to to worry about those things you know because they don't have to deal with the the nuts and bolts the day-to-day -day survival so to speak yeah it, it and so i think that's one of the things that that it was big in the church right the unity within the body the unity within um within the believers understanding that we're all being persecuted right that that and in a way, we're all in the same team, um, and you know, and 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 this is not a a, a game. <laughs> a lot of times, I think that churches act like they're gangsters, man. Like, you know, like like oh, you if you don't represent this group, then you're you know, you're in yeah. my territory. Yeah. Uh, it in in the unity within the body of Christ is 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 essential and in scripture. Uh, and Paul and Peter here is, is 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 making a point. Listen, guys, we're suffering together. We're being persecuted together, right? Uh, and so, if we're gonna suffer, uh, we're gonna do it as, as as believers. We're gonna do it as Christians, right? And I think that's his next section uh, from verse twelve uh, to to the end of the of the chapter. Uh, he says, "Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you." to test you as though something strange were happening to you.
but rejoice insofar as you share Christ's suffering, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and God who rest upon you, but let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a, as a meddler. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. Right? So let, 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 let's, let's to break down what he says here is, listen, if you're going to go to jail, <laughs> don't go because, uh, because you're a sinner. Don't go because you are cheating or, 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 or stealing or because you're breaking the law. If you're going to suffer that persecution, suffer as a Christian. And when you do that as a Christian because you're a believer, then you do it um, understanding that the glory is for God. It, it, it changes the, the, the whole view, right? Because now we have uh, so many <clears throat> so many things. I mean, look, look how many things we hear in, in, in the news about pastors that are doing illegal things, um, from stealing to abusing. It's embarrassing, right? It, it, Peter warns us about that. Peter says, look, if, you, if you're going to suffer, um, let it not be because of your sinful ways, but let it be uh, you do it as, as, as a Christian, right? You do it because of your belief, because of your faith. And th th there's a difference, right? There's a difference to say I'm being, I'm being put in prison and because they, they target me because I'm a Christian. And so they have to look into my business because I'm a Christian. Uh, well, if they look into your business because you're a Christian, they shouldn't find anything illegal, anything that breaks the law, right? Uh, that's the point here. If you're going to suffer, you do it. But you do it as a uh, as somebody that has nothing to be ashamed of. In that, we rejoice. And so it, it, it changes the understanding. Um, it changes the understanding of how we view scripture and, and, and how we view persecution and, and, and what we think our lives uh, are, right? These were believers that they were understanding that suffering was was according to God's will, right? It, it was a part of God's will. We don't seem to understand that. We don't seem to think that that is, that, that, that suffering for us, I even heard um, sermons and preachers saying that you suffer because you are, because there's some hidden sins in your life. And a lot of times, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy that, that we got to see that. So um, I think we're having some technical difficulties. I can't. I can't hear you. You might. You might. Might be muted. Oh, sorry. I was muted. There, there I we said go. some really great things while I was muted. I, I know, know, right? I we, we, we missed all this wisdom, man. <laughs> no, not really. I was just saying. I think it's interesting that he says. Uh, you know, judgment begins with the house of God. And there wouldn't be judgment if there wasn't wrongdoing. Yeah. It's just that, you know, we have this righteousness of Christ. We're we're the we have the opportunity to be cleansed through the suffering and uh to welcome that. Yeah. Um and I, I think when we reject that and then go the worldly route, then you end up with these celebrity pastors who 
uh, you know, they're basically just life coaches that. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because when you read the, the book of Corinthians, they, uh, these guys are, are criticizing Paul, right? To, to them, Paul was like, they didn't, you know, he, we look at Paul like, man, what a giant in the faith. They, they, they didn't even like Paul. Um, he thought he was, to start off, they thought he was poor, mm. right? Uh, and, and because he was poor, they didn't like him. And, 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 and I, I actually was reading a verse yesterday, which reminded me of, uh, um, of, of what's happening with these celebrity pastors today, right? And, 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 and Paul in that verse in Second Corinthians, I think it's four verse two, if I'm not mistaken. Let me make sure. Um, uh, yeah, he says, therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced these graceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to temper with God's word, but but by the open statement of the truth, we will commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God, right? And so Paul was going against these people that were... Uh, using the Bible to gain money, uh, and that we're dis- distorting God's truth, right? And, and, and as I was reading that, I was thinking, man, how, how, how bad history repeats itself, even within the church. We have these celebrity pastors that they distort the truth just to get money, right? That's why the prosperity gospel is so popular. Uh, that's why uh, all of those name it and claim it, all these blessings and all of this stuff become so popular, right? Uh, because we begin to, we have a different culture and, and, and we have exalted that culture. Uh, the, the same issue that the Corinthians were having. Uh, and and in, that, in that sense, when, when uh, how, how do these guys feel if persecution comes, right? Um, yeah. They, yeah, they never experience it because they're they go the worldly route. Therefore, the world doesn't have any problem with them. Yeah. So and, and so, the encouragement, the, the, the reality is that the, 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 that we are being going to be. There's coming a time persecution will come, uh, and there are some uh, uh, some of our brothers and, and sisters in different countries that are being persecuted, um, and we have to unite with them. We have to pray for them. We have to encourage them, and, and if we can help them, we uh, we shouldn't limit our resources to help those in need as, as brothers and sisters because their persecution is our persecution. We are united in this, right? Uh, and so that is the, that is the point of Peter here that uh, if you're not if we're not being persecuted right now, we will be. But there are others that are perse- that, that are being persecuted, they're suffering. Uh, and, and and they are trusting, and they we are be encouraged by the suffering of Christ and the suffering of our brothers and sisters mm. and their faithfulness and their faithfulness in the midst of suffering. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because you uh, we have a lot to learn from those that are being persecuted. You know, when you get uh, people that come here from other parts of the world where they do experience persecution. 
Um, you know, it's always a, a blessing. It's always encouraging to us. Um, so there's a two way kind of support system, I think. And I don't know if they had that back in that time or if they all suffered equally, but, um, you know, we certainly experience that nowadays. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, I, I think, I think suffering will be, it, it's a test of our faith. When suffering starts, it's almost like cold going through fire, right? Think about COVID. <laughs> people never came back. There's people that have never come back from church to church, right? Yeah. Uh, there's people that they, they believe they're Christians. They believe that they are saved. Uh, they believe in, in, in they don't need church. I'm sure you know that, um, even when you come to church, it's, 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 it's difficult to, to have that constant relationship with God, being in the word of God, prayer. Uh, there's people that they just stop coming. They're not coming back. And we, be, we begin to see a remnant of people, of God, right? Uh, it, persecution would definitely, would definitely uh, see a trial by fire. We we'll definitely see who is, uh, who, whose faith is really there, right? And we'll begin to see the elect uh, in, in its truest form, I, I believe. Yeah, that's a good point. There's just, it's just a taste of what we would experience under persecution. Yeah, because when you get to the point where, you know, you're, it's a threat of being arrested or losing your job for being a Christian, that's a whole new level. Yes, yeah. yes, and, and and you know how we were talking about uh, about pastors and leaders, right? Um, it, it's, it's chapter five. Um, so chapter four, he's talking to to the people, right? To to all believers, uh, and then he, he he goes to specific here on five, right? And and he says, "Listen, guys, listen." He says, "The shepherds, right? The leaders." Uh, he starts, I exhort you, the elders among you, as fellow elders, and a witness of the suffering of Christ. So he, he's putting himself in that, in that team, right? He says, like, I, I'm with you in, in the suffering of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is, to, that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples of the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. In other words, you are not a boss, you are a servant. Mm. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's how you serve your people. You don't do it for money. You don't do it for fame. Uh, you don't do it uh, uh, to 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 be, uh, you know, a dominating figure. You do it humbly, and you do it because you're serving. Uh, and that that is that is a pattern, a theme uh, in in the whole New Testament. Uh, Paul himself, uh, they, this this was the notion uh, for leadership, right? In First Corinthians four six, Paul says, "I have applied all these things to myself and Apollos." For your benefit, brothers, that you may learn by us, not by go, not 
not to go beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up in favor of one or the or another. Uh, in, Thess in Thessalonians, he says, uh, and, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Right? And so th th there is this theme of a shepherd, a leader in the church, um, that in the kingdom of God, you are a leader by serving, right? And, and so as, as a leader, as a shepherd, as a pastor, as an elder in your church, in the midst of suffering that everybody's going through, um, you don't become a part of that persecution. You serve uh, in, in, in the midst of that, right? Understanding that, that you are serving somebody that's being persecuted, somebody that is being hurt in the, in the process of this. Uh, and so in a way, there is a big responsibility, right? Because it's, it, it, um, from a pastor's perspective, you, see, you feel like I'm hurting too, right? Um, but but what, what the reminder of Peter here is, look, everybody is. We all being persecuted together, right? But this is the position that you're in. Uh, and so the the idea of a celebrity pastor, the idea of this domineering, uh, abusive, and, and we in recent in recent years we have had to deal with all of that stuff, right? Um, the idea of you don't touch the anointed one, um, right? Uh, the the idea that 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 I'm I'm the prophet, I'm the apostle, all of that stuff taken way out of context. It is not the way that the apostles themselves led the church. Um, they serve, uh, they suffered together, uh, they shared in, in, in affliction, right? Uh, Paul goes into a big description of all the afflictions that he was going through uh, in, in, with Corinthians, right? He says, in Ephesus, I fought with beasts mm. um, and, and uh, persecuted, right? Beaten, in jail, in prison. Uh, th that is a pastor. That is a pastor that, that, that understanding, you know, and, and I know it's a battle. It's a culture of battle to understand that because here people want to be respected. And I get that they, they, they want to, you know, be recognized. Don't allow that selfishness to become a, a hindrance in your ministry. You have been called to serve. Uh, you have been called, um, uh, to 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 take an example of Jesus and the way he did it, and the way all the apostles did it, uh, by suffering, by serving, uh, and, and so you're not high and mighty, uh, and 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 now you can ask him to not touch the anointing, the anointed one, uh, and you're not an apostle, you're not a prophet. You're a, you're a servant of God and humbly accept that and serve God's people, love God's people, uh, and, and, and do it not because you are looking for a name for yourself. Doing, do it because you want to glorify God's name, Jesus' name. Mm. Yeah, it is a, it's a good reminder because, you know, there, it, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be in a position of leadership, if you feel that's what you were made to do. Yeah. But 
So you have to have that understanding that, you know, a lot of these are subtractive things like a, a leader is one who does not have all of these uh, faults, right? And then if you look in a passage like Titus, like where it talks about the elders and all the things that an elder is not. And then you mentioned the passage where Paul gives his resume and his resume is how many times he was beaten and thrown in jail. You know? Yeah. So if that's what you're willing to endure, then I guess you're worthy to be a, a shepherd. Yeah, it's all, it's all, but, but you're not without, you're not without pay, right? You're not without, um, uh, the, I think that the, the difference is in understanding I, as uh, me as a pastor, I have to understand that the, the, my pay, uh, my recompense is not here, right? Um, see, uh, in, in verse uh, four, five, likewise, let me see, I think it's first, when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive an unfading crown of glory, mm. right? That that speaks of, of, of right? That speaks of, of that uh, reward. The reward, right, for for your faithfulness. The problem that we have is that that we we want the reward here, mm. right? We want the glory here. We want uh, the biggest stage. Uh, we want the the book steals. Uh, we want all this stuff here. And if we're not careful, and I'm not saying there's some, anything wrong with that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that that if that's what you are looking for. Then you're missing the point, right? Because a reward is, is if God chooses to bless me in this earth, praise God. But that's not what I, that's not what my heart should be looking for, mm. right? Yeah. I, th th that's not what my heart should be looking for. And and, and so um, there's something better in an unfading crown of glory, yeah. right? Yeah. And and then you know there, there's always that. Um, uh, uh, there's always that uh, encouragement for the younger uh, believers. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to elders. It's interesting how Paul first speaks to the elders, right? Because if the elders can do it in a humble way of serving the younger people, then, then the younger wouldn't have any issues submitting to somebody that serves. You see the, the the thing here, right? How how it should work, and mm. and and then we can begin to see why it's not working in our churches, right? Uh, first, he speaks to the elders and he tells them to be humble, right? To serve, and then he speaks uh, to the uh, to, you know to the younger people to humble themselves before. Uh, so he says, uh, likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourself clothe yourselves, all of you. So the both, right? So if you see, there's more instructions for the elders, by the way, than there is to the younger. To the younger, it's simple. If these guys are doing the right thing, you, you're not going to have no problem of submitting to them, right? And then together, together yourself, close yourselves all with humility towards one another, for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he will exalt you. There's, a, there's another issue there, right? 
we want to call the proper time when we want the exaltation. Mm. Yeah. In, 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 this is struggle at times for a lot of us that, that we want to, we want to shine, I guess, um, forgetting that we just reflect the light of Christ. Mm. He's the one that shines. Yeah, that's, it's kind of telling because the, if I could say the congregation, the, the younger people, they, they tend to act like their leaders. Right. Yep. And so in a sense, in the business world, you can say every failure is a failure of leadership. And it's the same, like, I think, in any human institution like the church. You know, if the leadership is selfish, focused on material gain, then you can't really fault the younger yeah. people, the congregation from being the same way. So that's in a way, that's the tell. You know, what is the true focus of a ministry? Yeah. It's pretty obvious. So, so um, and that's, that is the, that is Peter, right? That is the letter of Peter. Um, is it is as accurate for us today that, that, that it was for the believers back then. Uh, it, it has not lost its uh, essence. It has not lost its, uh, um, what it's meant to do, right? Uh, encouragement in the midst of suffering, right? And, and and we are all one way or the other one. We're going to suffer, and some of us are suffering. Some there's some believers that are suffering, uh, different with different kind of sufferings, right? It, it, it could be persecution, it could be uh, sickness, uh, whatever it is. Just remember that in the midst of suffering, he, he is with us because he understands. Jesus understands because he suffered. Um, and remember those that are suffering as well as, and they share, we share together in this suffering. And our hope is that one day we're going to leave this suffering behind, right? And we remain faithful um, and we do everything in, in uh, with humbleness of heart, always remembering um, who we are as, as our new identity as believers uh, and and we move forward. And so at the, at the end, at the end of the whole letter, right? We should feel encouraged. We should feel encouraged because we're not the only ones suffering. We are united as a body of Christ in, in our sufferings, um, because we know that Jesus suffered. He's with us in the midst of it, and because we know that He paid the ultimate price, so that one day our suffering will stop. Mm. Yeah. That is a good encouragement. It's not for nothing. Yes. Not for nothing. While we, so while we're going through it, we, you're not alone. Uh, Jesus is with us. And we can be encouraged by, um, by this unity within our brothers and sisters that they are also suffering. Uh, and we, you know, we, we, we encourage them in their suffering as they encourage us in their suffering. Um, and, and together we'll get through this. Um, don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. Because one day, soon, our suffering will end. Yeah, right. And that, that is, uh, that is, that is the, the first letter of Peter. And don't forget, greet one another with a kiss of love. Yeah. Don't be afraid to show some affection <laughs> to your fellow. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so next time we're together, we'll probably, uh, we'll, we'll probably 
might start something in Genesis or uh, or we might have some topical conversations about about the times that we're living in. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Until next time. Thank you for joining us today in Rediscovering the Bible. More information, including study notes, can be found at rtb.para.church. If you have any questions about this episode or content you would like us to cover, send an email to rtb at cypressfellowship.org. RTB as in Rediscovering the Bible. Good day and God bless you.